Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world, with the most candid interviews. Like anything else, if you can analyze what caused your error correctly, then you're, you're home free. But if you just kind of, oh, well, I three-putted, well... Why did you three-putt? There's a big difference between being 50 foot in the hole because you hit a terrible iron or three-putting from 15 foot, which would really bother me because then it was a speed issue because you didn't roll it close enough to the hole. Taking you beyond the ropes. I'm not sure what was going on. Angel, you all right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were going to expose me, but I was at Bevmo. Uh, I got a Patron margarita mixer, and I got some kombucha. Theater. Now, I take it that's not all just for tonight. <laughs> Unforgettable stories. Actually, you know, Hogan didn't cut the ball, so when he got rid of the hook and the ball went straight, in Hogan's mind, that was a cut. Times I played with him when he'd say, I kind of fanned that one, I cut that one in there. It didn't cut in my mind, it would have went dead straight. A bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What is going on, folks? Welcome to the program. Pleasure to have your company on this Thursday. It'll be a quick one today, in and out. We'll get out of your way as golf is already underway on the European Tour. Same golf course as last week, the Aphrodite Hills, this time called Cypress Showdown. Uh, Joachim Lagerin leading the way at five under par. He has company, though. Ashun Wu also at five under par. Ricard Kahlberg at five under par. And Sammy Valamaki amongst those at five under. Add Thomas Dietrich to the list. Jamie Donaldson. All of those players are currently tied for the lead. The Houston Open is already underway. Cameron Davis leading the way with a birdie on his first hole. Of the day, Matt Jones, Henrik Norlander, Russell Henley are all level par through one. Uh, Rory Sabatini is one over after one, and Danny Lee double bogeyed his first hole of the day, so he is two over par. Active leaderboards uh, coming at you from all over the world right now. Big show planned for you today as we're getting a chance to speak with someone who has had a profound impact on the game of golf in her march and her ascent. It has impacted the entirety of the game, particularly through 2020 when the game has been, like everybody else, uh, blunted by the pandemic uh, that has defined 2020 as yet, amongst other stories that are prominent in this year. How will history remember this year, particularly from the standpoint of golf for the purposes of this program? Now, for the year that was for Dustin Johnson, how will he remember it. We start with sound from DJ yesterday in Houston, where he addressed the media about how he's feeling right now, where his game is right now, and then assessing this year, 2020. Um, my health is good. The state of my game is undetermined. Yeah, it was, it was a really good year. It was, you know, obviously, especially at the end of the year, I really played well, um, you know, for that kind of from the PGA through the tour championship. I, you know, I really played some really good golf. Even in the U.S. Open, I played, you know, played very well. Um, so, yeah, obviously to win player of the year, it's a great honor. And, you know, it's voted on by your peers. So, it, you know, it's uh, it's something that means a lot to me. And, and it's, yeah, it's just a great honor to win that. It, it wasn't that, that bad as far as I, I didn't get really sick. Um, you know, I, I felt... 
you know, kind of, I, I felt, you know, like I had a cold for, for a few, for a few days. And then after that, you know, I didn't, you know, so I was pretty much asymptomatic. Um, but you know, a little fatigue and, and things like that. But I, I couldn't really figure out if that was because I was stuck in a hotel room for, you know, like 11 days not doing anything or or it was COVID that made me feel that way. So, you know, because you know, I really, I didn't leave the room for, for 11 days. You know, I was just laying around kind of doing nothing. And, you know, it was one of those things almost too, I was, I was like waiting, waiting to get sick because, you know, you know you have it and you're sitting there just... So, um, but for me, it was very mild and, um, obviously I'm very thankful for that, but, um, yeah, it, it's, you know, it, it definitely put, puts a wrench in your, in your plans on, on what, what you were trying to do. I mean, obviously I was planning on playing, uh, you know, Shadow Creek and Sherwood, you know, those two events. Uh, so yeah, I, I had a lot more time off than I was planning on. Um, for, well, for me, it's. It's honestly, I, I really enjoy the fans, especially when I'm playing, you know, in the tournament. Don't miss them, you know, that much during practice days just because it's much easier to get, get stuff done. But during the golf tournament, I, I miss them. It, you know, for me, it, uh, I like the fans. It, it helps me, you know, focus. It took me a little while to get used to having no fans out here, like especially the first few days. But, you know, come Sunday – whether there's people or no people, for me, I, I feel exactly the same. You know, especially coming down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely it's definitely strange, especially at a major. You know, on a Sunday. Um, you know, especially for me because I've been in the situation. I, I've you know I've got a lot of experience in that situation. So where a lot of the guys that were playing, you know haven't done that or haven't been there and, you know, experienced what it's like to be in a major, you know, especially come the back nine on a Sunday. Um, it's, it's a lot, it's even teeing off, really. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a whole different ball game when there's, you know, 40, 50,000 people there. Um, and then, yes, Augusta will be very different next week just because, Obviously, I played it with no with no people there, just you know for fun, and then you know obviously playing during the Masters, even practice rounds is, um, you know the golf course, <laughs> it looks like a different golf course. So um, it it'll be, I mean, it's still going to be good. It's Augusta, it's the Masters. I'm going to enjoy it, but but the looks going to be quite strange. Dustin Johnson, fascinating comments uh, from DJ about a number of different things, how he's doing, how he's feeling, the year that was for him, talking about playing without fans and then talking about Augusta National and how different it's going to feel for the players and I suspect for the rest of the world as well as next week the Masters in November will be happening. It's all the bizarreness that is 2020, but at least we get to see a Masters played in this calendar year. BenHoganGolf.com is where you can log on to see all of the wonderful products that they are featuring, including the GS53 Max driver, which is maxed out with technology for everyone. When you get an opportunity, please do check out BenHoganGolf.com. I also like you to check out FrenchLick.com because it's where we were just a few weeks ago and it always reminds me when I do the 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 comment to you about Ben Hogan Golf and one of our partners there that 
well, it was at French Lick where everyone who played golf got a set of Ben Hogan irons. It was a really cool element to that trip. And it was, I felt like a parent would feel when you have, uh, you know, five-year-old, seven-year-old kids on Christmas morning tearing into all of their gifts because that's the level of excitement that people had. Uh, French Lick is a place that you should be excited about because it has multiple historic hotels, two world-class major championship venue golf courses, one by Pete Dye and one by Donald Ross, both of whom are in the Hall of Fame. So when you get an opportunity, please do check out FrenchLick.com. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk to you about featured group coverage for the for what's going on right now and today at the Houston Open. That leaderboard is active as we speak, and we still have a special guest coming up in the Fairways of Life show this morning. Uh, don't forget to make sure that you're fit for your golf ball. You get fit for every other part of your game, right? Why not get fit for the one piece that you're going to use in every shot? BridgestoneGolf.com, where you can get the fit today. Stay with us. If you listen to the wind, you can hear it. That's Ireland calling you home. Home to the greatest links golf courses in the world, defined by soaring dunes, undulating fairways, venerable bunkers, and whimsical green complexes. From Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland, site to the 2019 Open Championship, to Ballyliffin, La Hinch and Ballybunion, numbering among the Lynx golf masterpieces awaiting your golfing sojourn. Come home to Ireland and enjoy the most incredible golf experience of your life. Get started at Ireland.com. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. FootJoy, the number one outerwear brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year by providing the best gear to make every day playable. The new Hydro Series line of jackets provides you with the ultimate protection wherever you're teeing it up this season. Whether it's the Hydro Light, the perfect lightweight summer jacket for, say, golf in Florida, Arizona, the Hydro Knit, which protects like a rain jacket but feels like a mid-layer for places like California or the Carolinas, FootJoy has a rain protection to keep you dry and playing through any weather. Also joining the FJ Performance lineup this year is the all-new Hydro Tour rain jacket designed to withstand the most extreme weather conditions. Play more golf this year and get the gear you need to play in those conditions. Visit footjoy.com slash M-E-D-P. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B. The Tour Ball. Reinvented. 
The best golf experiences are the unique ones that combine breathtaking beauty, inspiring designs, and refined luxuries. Streamsong Resort, conveniently located in Central Florida, is unlike any golf experience you've ever had. Award-winning courses by Corin Crenshaw, Tom Doak, and Gil Hans will challenge and amaze in a dunescape you'll swear cannot exist in Florida. Awaken your senses then at their opulent spa or enjoy world-class bass fishing, archery, or clay shooting. The options are endless and you can cap it all off with luscious and distinctive culinary choices to delight any palate. Visit StreamSongResort.com today to plan your golf trip that's everything that you would want and nothing like you've ever experienced. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Thursday. There is a six-way tie atop the leaderboard on the European Tour. It is another event at the same place as last week. A lot of that in 2020 smart by the world's tours. The Aphrodite Hills Cypress Showdown is this one. If you guys remember, uh, this one is low 32 and then it's cut. And they keep resetting the scoring. So there'll be a reset after Friday. There'll be a reset after Saturday when 16 will go for all the marbles on Sunday. But right now, the battle for the top is a fierce one. As I mentioned, there are six players tied for the lead at the moment. Okay, Houston Open. Let's find out what's going on with the lead there. Cameron Davis, uh, one under now after two holes, leading the way on that mark. There are one, two, three, four, five players at level par. Matt Jones, Roy Sabatini, Russell Henley, Charlie Hoffman, and Bo Hostler, all at level par. Uh, the first three, Jones, Sabatini, and Henley, are two holes into their round. Uh, Henrik Norlander is one over after two. So too is David Hearn, Jonathan Vegas, Sam Ryder, uh, Kramer Hickok, and then Danny Lee is two over after two. That's uh, an active look at the leaderboard at the Houston Open. Let's take a look at what's going on with featured groups for the Houston Open and so that you can know who you can see, when you can see them on the PGA Tour live coverage, which I'm going to give you the air times of in just a moment. But First, let's take a look at what's going on with these featured groups. As uh, as I mentioned, play is underway as we speak. All right, uh, Dustin Johnson, who you heard from, will be teeing off uh, local time at 12.05 this afternoon. He'll be playing alongside of Terrell Hatton and Adam Scott. And then the grouping of uh, Griffin, Kepka and Spieth. That's uh, Lanto, who's the defending champion. Uh, Jordan Spieth, of course, and Brooks Kepka will be teeing off in a about nine minutes, eight, nine minutes from now. Now, Brooks did address the media yesterday. Uh, he spoke to them about a variety of different things, including opening up the conversation about being the playing cons- player consultant to Tom Doak in the redesign of the course and how much he enjoyed that experience. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, Tom, obviously, I, I think did a great job with this place. It's, um, you know, from the moment we kind of sat down at Floridian to kind of discuss some things and um, how, what I thought, you know, would be good in a golf course. And he had his ideas and I had mine and then combined them. And this is what, um, this is what you get. I think it's a very tough golf course. Um, you know, with the rough being the way it is, you, you've got to put the ball in the fairway. And then it's a second shot golf course. You really have to put good strike on the ball, be able to spin it, um, be good with your long irons. There's, there's quite a few long holes. Um, but at the same time, it's, it makes it quite fun. Uh, if you do miss the green, cause you have so many options, you could putt it, you could bump and run it, you could flop it. 
um, it really gives the player a lot of options too if they miss the green where um, I, I feel like you're never you're never quite out of it. Uh, I feel great. I feel better than I did even three weeks ago, two weeks ago, whatever I did at Vegas. So um, that's behind me now. I feel um, as good as ever. And, um, you know, just go out and play. Um, you know, need some, need some reps uh, just because it feels like it's been so long. And, um, that's why we're playing this week. Um, to be honest with you, I had no aspirations of ever being like, I'm, I want to design golf courses and nothing. But then, you know, being asked to do this, I was like, uh, it, it's a really cool idea. Um, obviously wanted to help Jim, Jim out. Um, and I think anytime you can play a hand and having some opinion on a course that we're going to play out here, I think it's, it's unique. It doesn't happen very often. Um, and, it, and it's been cool just to see it evolve. Um, I know this golf course is quite difficult. Um, it's quite long. Um, you'll see some high numbers, especially if the wind gets up. But, uh, I mean, it kind of resembles a little bit of a U.S. Open, I think, um, some people would say, which I feel like I've done, done pretty good at. I mean, usually at our practice rounds, there's still quite a few people that are following us. So it's way different. Um, I definitely think the atmosphere isn't there. Um, you know, I, I noticed it, especially at the PGA. I think me and my caddy were talking about it in the second hole, how we, we were quite amazed, like, the atmosphere just isn't there um, that you'd hear. And, you know, it would be interesting at Augusta next week. I know we got some fans here this week, which will help um, make it feel more, I guess, normal. Um, but, we, you know, as players, we become accustomed to having so many people out there watching, cheering. You know, it makes you feel good when you make birdie, eagle, whatever, great par save, great shot, anything. Um, but it, it definitely is a different feel. It's weird. Um, I'm anxious to have fans back. Yeah, I mean, just putting yourself in contention again, that was really the big thing I got out of it. And um, I, I don't think about the rounds other than when you guys ask me. Um, yeah. It's just one of those things where I feel like, you know, if I hadn't backed off it on 12, um, said it a million times, I hit a good shot. Just I think we all know that wind swirls quite a bit there. And, you know, the other big thing is, too, I think Tiger made it look a lot closer than it was. You know, it was one shot, but he had a two-shot lead coming up the last, and all you got to do is make bogey to win. That's it's a lot easier. Um, and he played it the exact way where he took double out of play and, you know, gave himself a look at par, almost made it, and he did everything right. Um, you know, 16, leave it, on the, um, leave it on that shelf was kind of a screw-up for me. But... Um, it is what it is. Um, I played good. And, you know, there's some weeks we just get beat. Yeah, it's perfect for any fan or anybody that watches, you know, us play uh, the PGA Tour. You know, they can relate. Oh, wow, I've been there. I've been there in the exact same spot with pretty much that pin. They know the shot that we're, we have in front of us or that we're trying to hit. So they can they feel our pain, <laughs> I guess, sometimes. Or they can, uh, they can be like, wow, that was a hell of a shot. Um, you know, it's it's much more relatable for the fans, and I think that's what makes it so much fun. And this place obviously has been really affordable uh, to play, which is nice because golf sometimes is um, quite a bit expensive um, for most people. And, you know, this driving range, um, I remember how busy this driving range was. Um, that was, you know, it was the only thing that was open when we came for the redesign and things like that. But they were just telling me how busy the driving range is all year and to make that like a double-decker I thought was pretty pretty cool and um just a way to keep 
you know, people involved in golf in Houston is, uh, and to have an impact on that, I think is, is special. All right. In terms of coverage of when you can watch the Houston Open, I mentioned to you that I would be giving that to you, getting ready for our guests joining us on the Fairways of Life show this morning that we're pretty excited about having on. The Houston Open coverage is on right now on PGA Tour Live. Now, PGA Tour Live is distributed by NBC Sports Gold. Tomorrow, the coverage will come on at 7.50 a.m. And today and tomorrow, it goes all the way up till 4 p.m. Eastern time. Saturday and Sunday, the coverage will kick off for PGA Tour Live at 9 a.m. Eastern time each of those two days. And it's still distributed by NBC Sports Gold. The next time that you can see or hear coverage of the Houston Open, uh, the next hour would be 10 a.m. Eastern time today and tomorrow and that is for PGA Tour Radio. Now, PGA Tour Radio can be heard on the PGA Tour app as well as PGATour.com, or if you subscribe to the National Satellite Service, Sirius XM across North America on Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, will be the start of the airtimes there. And I will give you the airtime for the, for the European Open and the Champs Tour in just a second, too. But first of all, Houston Open coverage this afternoon and running all the way through all the times that I'm giving you for airtimes or Eastern Time. Uh, we have it for you on Golf Channel today through Sunday, coming on the air each of those days at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, on the European Tour, the Cyprus Open that I gave you the leaderboard of coverage uh, tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday, again, Eastern Time, uh, will come on Golf Channel at 6 a.m. each of the remaining days. And then the PGA Tour Champions tomorrow starts at 4 p.m., and that will be the start time on Friday, Saturday, and on Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern time each of those three days. Check out touredge.com because they have a massive product line, a product line that's perfect, say, if you have a son or daughter or grandson or granddaughter that you want to instill a love for the game for the rest of their life, they have it at that product line. And the beauty of it is, is underscore the rest of life, lifetime warranty. I can't think of a stronger endorsement of their product than to tell the world it's backed by a lifetime warranty. TourEdge.com, the best value and performance pound for pound in the game of golf. And don't forget, Ireland.com is where you can dream. When we get on, not if, when we get on the other side of all of this and we can freely travel again, uh, hopefully this time period has caused us all to reflect and say, you know, I'm not going to put off what it is that I want to do. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it as soon as I possibly can. And I'm sure that Ireland is a bucket list. Just log on to Ireland.com, and you will see everything that they have to offer there, including those beautiful Lynx golf courses. Uh, More of the Fairways of Life show will be coming up after these words. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. Tourage is proud to announce two new Hot Launch series designed to cover both ends of the game-improvement golf club spectrum. The Hot Launch E521 line is for extreme game improvement featuring the revolutionary Houdini Sole, offset head, extremely low center of gravity, and game-changing high MOI, or the Hot Launch C521 competition spec game improvement clubs that are for those looking for a classic look with a full suite of game improvement technology like diamond face 
and cup face technology, rear sole weighting, acoustic engineering, and an even deeper power channel. Tour Edge and the Hot Launch 521 line. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. Log on to touredge.com today. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in Northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to boyngolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. FootJoy, the number one outer brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year with rain jackets and outerwear for all conditions. New to the FJ Outerwear lineup is the Hydro Tour rain jacket designed to withstand the most extreme weather. Made specifically for golf with a material that is quiet, comfortable, and waterproof, it also features a patented dry seal collar, a double collar that moves the water away from the back of your neck, not down it, no matter how hard the rain is coming down. Play more this year. Play better. Check out the Hydro Tour rain jacket and all the other industry-leading rainwear from FootJoy at footjoy.com slash M-E-D-P. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com When Ben Hogan founded his company in 1953, his mission was to make the finest golf equipment in the world. That remains our mission today. We forge every club we make to provide the feel and feedback investment clubs simply can't provide. And our craftsmen micromanufacture each club to your exacting specifications in our Fort Worth, Texas factory. You'll only find Ben Hogan Golf Equipment at BenHoganGolf.com. Visit us online. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Delighted to have your company from wherever you're joining us, perhaps around the United States, North America, or anywhere around the globe. On the radio side, the audio side, on every major audio platform that is out there, or on the television side. I think the easiest way to see us now through that is through the big distribution like uh, Fairways of Life on Facebook or, or even on YouTube, but it's everywhere there as well. And we appreciate how quickly all of you guys are adapting to this technology. Uh, adaptation is something that I think is a virtue that exists in every form of business and every form of engagement. And my next guest is, you know, Tom, what, what have we done? Over 10,000 interviews, I believe, to date? Uh, collectively? At least, yeah. So, it's like 15 years. <laughs> and, and, and when we have the guests on, I'm always excited about it. I, I always think we gain some measure of insight, at least uh, entertainment for sure, and the people that we have on. But it's not with every single guest that when we have them on the show that I also feel a sense of, of, of pride for who they are and what they represent and what they uh, have accomplished. 
Uh, Susie Whaley has just completed her term as the president of the PGA of America. Uh, She is and has been amongst the top instructors of the game, the top coaches of the game annually. You'll just go ahead and see any of those rankings anywhere, and you'll see that. Uh, and, and whether we're talking about PGA or LPGA, in fact, she, she even competed at the highest level in both. She's a PGA master professional, and, and to that point, uh, I, I'm not sure if everyone realizes what a rare distinction that is. She led the 28,000-plus PGA professionals in various capacities, and secretary and vice president, and then, as I mentioned, the term of, of her presidency that has just come to its conclusion uh, that, that is, first of all, not easy to do. That takes a commitment, uh, a tremendous commitment of time. Uh, it, it, it takes a philosophical commitment. Uh, you're, you're doing something that, frankly, is not for you. It's for everyone else who is touched by your efforts. And to that point, it is remarkable to me that uh, Susie has always demonstrated tremendous passion. Uh, for what she does, for who she is. Uh, I've seen it firsthand in terms of what she does in teaching kids. And when you think about the virtues of a, of a PGA professional, if you please, what is the highest virtue? Uh, for, for each individually, I suspect it's that the simple fact that they are the sentries at the gate of the game. Uh, no one in the game of golf has ushered more through that gateway to a lifetime of enjoyment than a PGA professional. The role is so critically important. And so when you think about that in the context of not only the individual, but the organization to grow the game, and you have someone as their president that walks the walk every single day, to me, that is the highest virtue. I'm well aware of the fact that Susie Whaley was the first woman ever to be elected president of the PGA of America, and I hope that forevermore the distinction and the decision about who should lead an organization or any organization is based upon the merits of the individual and that there needn't be any other distinctions other than the fact that they are the best for the job. There is no doubt in my mind that she was the best for the job that has just concluded for her under that title. Pleasure to welcome Susie Whaley to the show. Susie, how are you? Well, that was like the nicest intro ever. <laughs> so thank you very much, Matt. And Dominic, thank you too. How are you feeling? Uh, it's now, now that the, the term has come to its close, is, is there a sense of relief? It, can, can you let the air out of your lungs? What, what are the emotions? Yeah, no, excited and proud. And it's been a really challenging year and for everybody, for all business. But none of us could have expected it. The, the pandemic hit the business hard. And I can tell you that PGA professionals, they were shining lights in, in the midst of, of chaos and anxiety. And to be um, someone representing those that locally every day are helping people in their community find a little health and wellness and fun and joy um, on a golf course is something that I cherish. And uh, I'm incredibly proud to be a part of. Well, rightfully so. You know, in speaking to that point, When golf came back again and the role that you played, that the PGA played in working with the CDC and bringing the game around, I just am curious the kind of behind the scenes on that. How receptive were they when you went back and said, wait a minute, when we're talking about lockdowns, 
Golf is a healthy endeavor. It's taking place outdoors. It's things that we can do with protocols that we can put in, into effect. And now on the other side of that restart from the game's perspective, we're looking at record numbers across the board in, in the game of golf and rounds played. It's, it's really remarkable what you guys accomplished. Yeah, and I, you know, I appreciate that, but we did it together. We did it with a unified voice amongst all the allies, and, and that's what it took. And it took a collaborative effort to ensure that um, we had golf reopen. We, we knew, first and foremost, our mission is to serve our members and to grow the game. And we knew our members uh, were going to be out of work. They were going to be furloughed, just like so many other businesses. And so our, our initial goal was really to go to the CDC uh, to go to uh, our government officials to showcase the fact that golf is a socially distanced sport that could be played responsibly with PGA professionals as the connection to golf courses and, and to those that were coming out from their communities. So, as I said, you know, we aligned with the CDC. Uh, we're proud of the effort put forth. Golf is thriving. Uh, we, we now look toward the retention side. We want to keep all those who started uh, back yeah. up. We want to keep those who are continuing to play the game uh, in mass numbers. And, you know, right now our PGA professionals are working overtime. So if there's one at your golf course, um, I hope you say thank you. Uh, because while we absolutely love what we do, it is our commitment to, to everyone to keep golf courses available, open, uh, for families and for a heck of a lot of fun. And that's what people have found uh, through the game, which, which, as I said, is our mission. And so um, just proud of that. You know, we, there's the, obviously there was no way of, of anyone knowing that this, this second year of your term would be such a distinctive one in the history of all time with everything that we're going through right now. Uh, but when you came into office and were named the president of the PGA of America, uh, in a broad bro- brush, what what were your objectives? And now that you are down the road and looking back on it, uh, what were you the most pleased with having been able to have accomplished? Yeah, I think anybody that comes into the presidency has been in the seat as an officer for four years. And so as president, you, you can't take credit for things that occur because so many things start before your tenure that may be finished during your tenure. So, you know, we work as a team, we work as a board, we work with our incredible staff, our CEO, Seth Seth Waugh, our new president, Jim Richardson, and John Lindert. Um, But for for me, of course, you know, I am a coach uh, first and foremost. I love to coach, and I believe that coaching really develops uh, golfers for life. And so for us, PGA.coach was something that I was very passionate about to ensure that people had a place to find a PGA professional to take lessons from. Um, they can find that at pga.com. pga.coach was for our PGA professionals for education um, and understanding of how they could create profiles for consumers to find them. And, and that's been exciting. Our education platform, uh, we have a lifelong learning education platform. Our employment services are up. Um, and player development, we want golf to look like the communities we serve. So we put intentional steps in place over the course of the six years uh, while I was an officer uh, to open the door. Uh, to so many that didn't think golf was for them. We want golf to be a for me activity uh, that everybody thinks of it that way. Uh, and we look to deliver more access to those that don't have it, uh, to grow the game amongst juniors and women and seniors, and certainly our core golfer. We want them to be able to play more golf. So a lot on the plate. Uh, we were looking for some deferred comp, but COVID uh, hit hard. And, and we realized very quickly that uh, those monies needed to go to the golf industry. And, and that's what we did. And so while we pivoted and turned and we're agile about it, um, 
you know, we made we made good moves at the right time for our members uh, and for the game. Absolutely, we would concur with all of those accomplishments. Do, do well, you talked about the the different portions of the plate? I want to I, I focus on a couple of those for a second. Specifically, when you talked about growth of the game relative to juniors, boys and girls, uh, whether relative to women in the game, seniors in the game, maybe bringing people back in the game had who had gotten away from it from a little while. Uh, and, but again, starting with that list, let's go with the juniors first. What are you seeing, Susie Whaley, in terms of participation, and are there signs that you're particularly encouraged by? Oh, absolutely. So PJ Junior League is something uh, we are all passionate about. Uh, PJ professionals are conducting that even during uh, these dramatic times. So we had almost 39,000 youth participating this year in a responsible fashion. Not one case of COVID uh, has come out of PJ Junior League um, interaction. Uh, so really proud of the PJ professionals conducting that in a way that has kept people safe. And, and that's super exciting. We had 60,000 the year before, and obviously COVID put some hampers on those numbers. But junior golf is up almost a half a million, we predict, by the end of the year. Uh, of, of young boys and girls who perhaps wouldn't have picked up a club, but it was something they could do uh, during the last six months, and they found they loved it. And that's incredibly exciting. We have more girls never playing PGA Junior League. We have more uh, from diverse backgrounds playing, playing PGA Junior League. So we're certainly looking for that to grow and, and to continue to grow across the country. Um, you know, girls' golf is up. I'm an LPGA professional as well, and and that's incredibly encouraging to see young girls playing the game. Um, you know, it's just uh, junior golf has exploded. And it's really, I believe, a, a lot of reasons, obviously, and COVID being one of them, giving us an opportunity to introduce to those who perhaps didn't take it up before. Um, but it's also because golf has become cool. Uh, you know, we have unbelievable talents on the LPGA Tour and the PGA Tour that are young professionals bombing it, making golf look cool, having fun while doing it. You've got your Justin Thomases, you've got Ricky Fowler, you've got DJ, you've got Bryson, just, you know, Brooks. I mean, there's just so many I could list, and I, I hate doing that because I'll forget some. You've got Lexi on the other side of the coin. I mean, it's just, it's fun to watch golf now, and, and kids are loving it, and that is exciting for the game because we just want to create lifetime golfers. While some of them will become tour players on the LPGA Tour and the PGA Tour, um, we know we just want to create golf for a lifetime for anybody that wants to choose it, and we know when we get them uh, young, we have the opportunity to develop skills that they end up enjoying it. Absolutely love it. I knew you'd get a, you'd, you'd enjoy the opportunity to talk about coaching the kids and the growth in that area because you've done such a brilliant job uh, with it for your entire career. Uh, I, as we finish up with you today, Susie, I, I, I did want to take this opportunity. I, I, I have this philosophy, our, my, my listeners and the people watching this are, are aware of this already, that I, I believe that things happen for a reason and that somewhere, somehow, someone is probably harboring a hope somewhere in, in their heart, however it is defined. And when you have someone on of, of your level of distinction and accomplishment, what I'd like to ask you is the message that you would have for that person out there that, that is, is grasping on to hope, that wants to do something of any age, whether they're a junior or whether, whether they, they are no longer just young at heart. Uh, what is your message for those people that are, that are seeking something that, are, that, that perhaps would benefit from some measure of inspiration by the, by the measure, if you please, of your life? Well, I think that 
the greatest thing you can do in your life is to inspire somebody. I think leaders, uh, their main job is to help somebody else succeed. And so if you have the opportunity to do that, um, step in, lean in, be courageous and be brave to do so. Um, but I do live by a philosophy that, that has kept me going uh, amidst, you know, times I've failed and, and times I've succeeded. And that is, you know, to always over-prepare, to be kind, and certainly to find joy in whatever it is you're doing in each and every day. And, and that's just guided me along the way and, and made me really have great purpose in what I do. The leader that you are, Susie Whaley, the coach that you are, you advised us to say thank you to our PGA professionals. But today, our job is to say thank you to you in particular and individually for the leadership that you have provided to the PGA of America and thus to the game of golf. We hope that you have an opportunity to relax a little bit, but knowing you, I doubt that you will. You're going to hit the ground running, no doubt. But at the very least, everyone is very appreciative of the time that you've spent and and certainly for the time that you've spent with us today. I so appreciate both of you. Thanks for everything you do for PGA Professionals and get out there and play some golf. Thank you, Susie. We'll see you. All right, folks, let me give you an update one more time on what's going on on the PGA Tour at the Houston Open. Cameron Davis, two under now through four holes. He continues to have a one-shot lead, only over one player right now. Matt Jones is one under through three. And from there, we go to players at level par, and it includes the following. Russell Henley, Rory Sabatini, David Hearn, Charlie Hoffman, Ben Hostler, Denny McCarthy, all at level par. Ali Snyderjans back at it again this week. Uh, and Bo Hogg, Dylan Fratelli, Shane Lowry, all at level par. Uh, the, the leaderboard's changing as we speak. Henry Stenson's now just finished one. So too defending champion Lonto Griffin and Brooks Kepka. Jordan Spieth all parred the first hole of their round. Uh, Michael Thompson and Hideki Matsuyama. Again, it's being led right now by Cameron Davis. And as we're speaking, Michael Kim has birdied his first hole of the day. So two players are one shot behind and one under in Matt Jones and Michael Kim. Absolute delight to be in your company today. Thank you for it. We'll be back tomorrow to recap everything that took place in and around the world of golf and more. Stay with us uh, tomorrow and throughout the course of the week and then leading into the Masters next week. Think about that. Let that settle for just a moment. Bye for now.